0: Are you ready for a little pep talk on your coffee break? Then here's your host, Grace. I don't know about you but I am a pretty big fan of a smoothie for breakfast except right now where porridge is winning out because it is freaking freezing but on days when I eat breakfast at work or I'm on the go with the three-year-old it's often just not super practical to transport a pre-mixed smoothie or the whole blender with me and that is where these clever people at kaitahi come in they have packed all of the smoothie goodness into little drops which are then flash frozen you just add water shake it up and a fresh smoothie is ready to Role. It is genius! Even better, the Kaitahi Smoothie Drops are made with lots of local indigenous New Zealand superfoods like Kumara and Kawakawa. And best of all, Kaitahi is even more unique because it is owned by an iwi based in South Taranaki. I am really interested to hear a bit of a different perspective and a different ownership structure today on the show and find out a bit more about this, how this all works in practice. This combination of superfoods, tradition, creating jobs, using local ingredients, innovation, and just all-round handiness meant that I just had to get one of the Iwi representatives, Arahaina on the phone for a chat all about how this came about and where to next for this seriously cool and unique New Zealand business. So come along with me and let's find out more. Hi Arunaina, welcome to Pep Talk. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you going? Thank you,
1: I'm great. Thank you very much. How are you?
0: Yeah good and you're phoning in from Sydney today just to set the scene for everyone listening. So tell us a bit about what you're up to over there. You live over there at the moment?
1: I do. So I've been in Sydney for 12 going on 13 years and um, I came over like a lot of Kiwis for a holiday and I never left. Um, I started uh, in a job in financial advice and I've been real fortunate to have a whole lot of jobs over the time and I now work for a superannuation fund as principal, heading up a financial advice team inside a superannuation fund.
0: Awesome! it sounds like you have a great setup over there. That's really cool. And then I guess normally you get to come back to New Zealand a bit, but not at the moment.
1: Oh, I'm so homesick. You know, it's funny. I didn't even um, really feel it until about two weeks ago. And when all of the COVID cases started happening in New Zealand and in Australia again, it just kind Mm -hmm. of hit me that it's probably going to be a while before I can come home
0: yeah so true and just that feeling of not being able to just feels a bit like a barrier whereas normally you know it's open to you but
1: yeah touch
0: wood it won't be too long
1: yeah fingers crossed yeah
0: all right so to start with I love to kick off the chats with a bit of a warm-up just to get everyone in the mood so we do the this or that question so I've picked some out for you are Mm -hmm. you all set for your ones I hope so (laughs) don't be nervous (laughs) all right first one nice and easy breakfast Mm -hmm. or skip breakfast
1: oh always breakfast always without a doubt yeah
0: and is it usually a smoothie or is are you are you over smoothies now
1: um, oh, I love a smoothie. <laughs> I've got like a whole freezer full, but I, um, I'm into the gluten-free oats at the moment with a bit of protein powder and some blueberries.
0: Ah, yum. Yeah, that it's delicious. Like a good breakfast. Good way mm. to start the day. <laughs> All right, next we've got supermarket or farmer's market.
1: Um, I would love to do say farmer's market, but I am supermarket.
0: Yeah,
1: same. (laughs) It's convenient, it's terrible, I know.
0: Do you get yours delivered over there?
1: Uh, No, I live just down the road from a supermarket, so um, I'm I'm also a bit of a a tight ass when it comes to spending, and I get vouchers through this um, Vitality package that I've got. It's like a health app, Ah, and if you do so many steps a week or exercise, then you get a $5 voucher for the supermarket, so... Oh, I like that's to. So cool! What a good yeah, idea! Yeah, it's good. So it's a good incentive. Good way to get people moving.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. All right. Next, we've got tattoos or piercings or neither. You can say neither.
1: Oh. um, I I want to say tattoos. Maybe, yeah. Do
0: Why you have, have a tattoos?
1: I've got one. Um, and it is. Maori um, design on the side of my body and it represents my family and my connection to my tribes um, and also my yeah my family in South America I did an exchange a few years ago so it's just me carrying my people and connecting me back to home.
0: That's so special, I mm. love that. Nice. Alright next one but less serious we've got fries or salad?
1: <laughs> if that Kermita fries, then I'm totally going with
0: fries. Oh yes. I love Kermata fries with aioli. Amazing.
1: Oh, so good. And I've got an air fryer now, so I keep telling myself it's justified that I can have them at least once a week.
0: Oh, the air fryer thing is everywhere right now. I need to try one.
1: Oh, you do not know what you're missing. I'm telling
0: you. <laughs> That sounds amazing. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'll let you know how I go. I'll get some tips. <laughs> yes. All right, last one for you. We've got skydiving or bungee jumping.
1: Oh, neither. <laughs> oh. I, I, you know, so my my um siblings from South America, like I did an exchange years ago, mm-hmm. and they've been over and they've all they've all bungeed, and I just and you know my family and friends and I go with them. And I'm just too scared. <laughs> I just yeah. won't do it. I want to say I
0: Maybe one day. Yeah, I've watched quite a few people do it. But just the thought of standing at the top of that platform with your toes over the edge. Like, I feel physically quite sick just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> oh, seriously. And I remember I watched my uh, mum and dad do it once. And I think it was dad at the end, he had the guy's hand, like finger, trying to get into the boat and the guy is literally swearing at dad and dad is like petrified. I'm like, nah, you just, I don't want to do it.
0: (laughs) Did did your parents do a tandem bungee jump?
1: No, they did individuals. They did. Oh, (laughs) Oh.
0: Oh, that's awesome. All right, good stuff. So now we've kind of got to know you a little bit. We always kick off these first bits of the chats with a bit of a business as usual style focus. So I love to hear all of the beginnings of everything and the growth of the business. And I think it'd be kind of helpful just to start with, like we've heard a bit about your personally, what you're up to, but I'd love to hear about you, like your personal background of stuff and life and work, and and also how you ended up being becoming a part of Kaitahi as well.
1: Yeah, okay, gosh, alright, It's a lot to get through. Where do I start? Um, so <laughs> you can do I, a
0: condensed history. I'll do a
1: condensed history, yeah. I'm, I'm not that old, I'm not that old, so it's not that
0: long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it won't take long.
1: <laughs> um, so, I was born in Whanganoi, uh in the 80s, and we moved to Wellington when I was about seven. And that seven years that I was in Whanganoi just really connected me to um, my family, my broader at Wānau, which is our extended family, um, our tribe and our Murai. So um, that was really my heart and that's definitely been my whole passion throughout my life. Um, mm-hmm. Then we moved to Wellington and I really struggled with it actually. I ended up moving back home to Wanganoi and live with my auntie yeah. and uncle to. Yeah, to finish off secondary school because i missed home nice. so much um, and then we, I got to the end of high school and I didn't know what to do so um, my friends were going to uni and I didn't want to do that or they were staying in Whanganoi and and it just so happened I heard about an exchange programme and so I was really fortunate to get on that and I lived in Paraguay in South America for a year. And wow. um, that would have been yeah, such
0: an amazing experience.
1: Oh, I was eighteen and like you know, coming from being so connected to my family to deciding to go and live on the other side of the world was interesting. It's huge. I, yeah. yeah. But I was I was really fortunate. Like I have a my Martinez my familia and um, hmm. I live with them and we've they've become a part of my broader family in New Zealand so everybody just Knows each other as family, wano, familia. I was really lucky, like, um, my sister Laura made me her son's godmother, so you know, I think that's just her way of making me go back every now and then to go and see the yeah. familia. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I've been very fortunate, yeah. And, um, after that, went to uni, I did a BA in social policy at Victoria University in Wellington, um. Decided that I wanted to travel again, so I went and spent six months in Aspen, in Colorado, as a lifty, oh. hanging out with all the famous peeps, <laughs> thinking I was cool <laughs> as a, a 20-something year old. Um, and then I came back to New Zealand and decided that I wanted to travel, but not so far, so and somewhere safe, and I ended up in Sydney. Um, and. Oh, you know, I've just been so fortunate to have amazing people in my life and um, one amazing person is a lady whose name was Casey Kennard and she was a friend, uh, sorry, a sister of a really close friend of mine and she got me a job, um, started as a PA, Um, unfortunately she's passed away but she's absolutely been the reason for my professional career Mm -hmm. Um, and she was there for me to start off with my career in financial advice, and I've been here. I've been in six or seven different roles, um, and just been fortunate with, you know, when I when I feel like there's a need for a challenge, it just seems to turn up in front of me, mm-hmm. and um, and I've just been really fortunate in that space. Um, but going back to my link to my Wano, my marae, um and my iwi, I was. Again, fortunate, uh, I want to say five or six years ago, I was um, able to take on the position of an associate director for our tribe, Ngā Rauru Kitei, And and um, from that, I've moved into a of director role, um, and that's about overseeing our investments and ensuring that what we received in our settlement not only works for us now, but also is going to be there for our future generations. So um, that's my passion in life, really, is just to ensure that what I do now helps our babies, really, and um, allowing them to make a choice in life, whatever that is, not because of any boundaries or restrictions, Mm -hmm. but it's because it's what they want to do.
0: Oh, that I just love that like the fact that you've had this amazing journey with this travel that's been so fulfilling for you and then also you're still able to have this amazing connection with back home from over there like it just shows that you don't have to physically be right there to still have that amazing connection and that you've really nurtured that and made that a priority I think is so special for you.
1: 100% you know it's funny like I, um, I remember uh, a couple of years ago Someone says to me, oh, Hannah, but what's your why? Like, what gets you out of bed? And it's the same thing that got me out of bed when I was a kid, you know? It's my family. It's um, knowing that whatever choices I make that people can see that can help them to make choices. And it's advancing ourselves with and taking control of what we can and progressing and being better for it.
0: Oh, you just have such a good connection to your values. I love that. It just sounds like it's steering you so well through life, and that's really showing up, which is fantastic, because not everyone figures that out, especially so early. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. And what about the... How does Kaitahi come into everything? So excuse me if I'm ignorant, but how does it all fit together with your iwi from where you grew up? And then, because it's Kaitahi's based... The iwi's based in South Taranaki, is that right?
1: It is, it is. So... um. Ngā Rauru Kitahi is our tribe, and we um, have the Te Pātako which is our board of directors, which I sit on, and Kaitahi fits within one of our entities called Kitahi. Now, Kaitahi came around, um, actually around about 2014, uh, and there was some issues in southern Taranaki, and around employment and... Um, it was what can we do as an Ewe to help ourselves, our, you know, increase employment, ensure sustainability of our land. And in 2015, there was a, a project that was set up called the Social Ecological Entrepreneurship Pilot Program. And that was all about that papa or that theme, right? Um, and it was how do we, Increase our capabilities in entrepreneurship. How do we look after Papatuanaku, which is our Earth Mother? How do we grow our Ngātodutanga, which is our own selves? How do we, how do we um, empower our our whanau, hapu, and iwi, which is our family, our sub tribes, and our tribes? And how do we, how do we create sustainable business and jobs for our people? At the same time as ensuring kaitiakitanga, which is, you know, looking after, restoring, enhancing, and developing our natural resources. Wow, so, that's a
0: lot of big questions. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely, and you know, and that's what um, is front of mind. But you know, I, and and this is not me representing all Māori, but I honestly believe this is what we try to achieve every day. You know, there's amazing, amazing people who are doing this every day in their areas of expertise and learning and growing to help not just themselves, but their people.
0: Oh, wow what an awesome way for this to all start like that's fantastic and did someone have the idea like how of you know the actual what the actual first product was going to be for Kaitahi did was it one person that came up that's had this pop this idea into their head or did it was it more like a process with everyone?
1: Well it started out as through this program and then there were all these different trials we've absolutely had key people within the the business that have helped drive this, and we we even started differently. So we had in 2016, we did our first pilot with um, Massey University, and we had four different flavors then, and we were called Smooju, or sorry, Kaitahi Smooju and um, there had been oh the stakeholders and the people that have been a part of this, we've had experts in every field around understanding target markets, what is it that the consumer is really wanting, how can we bring in our native ingredients into a product that can be consumed by everyone but also ensuring that we're sustainable right in terms of whatever we take we give back Um, and so Kaitahi Smurju was in 2017 and then we rebranded and we went out with three flavours which we have now uh, and we started that at the Wellington Food Show. So um, along the way, like I say, there's just been so many people who have been part of it and you know there were tests done at different marae, um, there was research and development like through Massey University. And then there's been key people as well that were part of our, our Ngarouru office that helped create this along the way.
0: Oh, it's a huge collaboration. Like It's a big project to take on the sounds of it. And what about the name? Can you tell us a bit about what that means and, and also what the significance of it is for you guys?
1: Oh, that's an interesting question. I've never, I've never thought about it to be honest. So, and <laughs> and me not having thought about it is because this, this came from um, other areas. And so kaitahi is about it being as one, right? And and mm. so for us, the whole name is how can we connect the importance of our food and our Māori ingredients into a product that we can, that that can be commercially viable, not just for. Our local market but you know eventually we want to i keep saying let's go to new york but i keep getting told not there right now <laughs> so down, yes. so yeah
0: not right
1: now <laughs> yeah. it was it was all definitely done by uh the team to help you know bring in a name that can complement uh it has been a maori product a super food and and one that resonates with the target market mm.
0: yeah i think it's a really great name and I know it has a lot of meaning and I love that as one and I think there's also a factor of and this is also very from a very naive and very Pakeha perspective but it like those are words that you grow up with and like even if you're not kind of fluent in te reo or that familiar with it you can still understand and it still has some meaning like kai is obviously a you know word that we use all the time and so I think that's quite clever is that it has this really amazing meaning but it also on a basic level is kind of familiar to people.
1: Absolutely, and I think for us, it's not just about the name; it's about the Wirrawa, so the, the whole essence of what it is for us. Because you know, we really just want this to be about instilling a sense of pride, um, enriching our being, like our overall well-being, affirming our belonging, and and doing this together as one. And you know. As one for us doesn't just mean as one for Narodo. It means as one for Iwi Māori, it means as one for New Zealand, it means you know, as one in terms of everybody that has been a part of this amazing journey.
0: Mm, there's so many layers. Love that so many and layers I'm also, yeah <laughs> I'm also really intrigued because with like a product like this that is super innovative and it's it kind of seems like slightly magical like you add water and ta-da you have a smoothie yeah. like often with things like that you kind of on a first read and I know that's not the case with you guys but you think that there must be some like chemicals or something that's kind of making that happen but can you tell us for people listening who maybe haven't tried it like what how does that all work in terms of how this actually happens and what the product creates
1: so we really want wanted to keep it as natural as possible right and that that is about bringing um, that life force of of food and um, keeping it as real as what we can Um, and when we first started you know that we started with frozen blocks and we've had um, different stakeholders who have come in and helped us test and trial what became the smoothie drops We could look at how we can make it as convenient as possible for people and still get all of the amazingness that comes out of all those different kai or foods that we use within the smoothie drops so um, it's definitely had a process along the way where it's changed and it's innovated it's it's allowed us to be like to have that differentiation right and you know the the innovation even came and was recognised at uh, the New Zealand Food Show in 2018. Uh, we got the Champion of Innovation Award um, at that because the smoothie drops are so different and unique. So it, it's amazing to be recognised for all the work that has been done in the past to get us to where we were, where we Absolutely. are. Absolutely,
0: yeah, mm. and it is so innovative. Like I can see why you guys got that award because like, we're just from a, an everyday person who drinks smoothies quite a lot I would like to have also have them on my days when I go to work but if I blend it before I leave then by the time I get there it's all like funky um, and I can't take my blender with me so it just answers this really obvious but amazing need for like an on-the-go easy without a blender you can still have a smoothie I just love it it's so fantastic
1: oh thank (laughs) you no it's really great and it's it's um interesting you say that because I know people who will put the smoothie drops into a smoothie cup and walk out the door with it and then when they're ready to to have it like perhaps you know a few minutes later half an hour later or whatever they get to where they want to be it's already diluted a bit add some water and it's still frozen and you still get that nice delicious taste out of it so and it's fresh yeah Yeah. and it's fresh
0: yeah yeah and so I'd also like to hear a bit about the ownership and how that all works because it is really quite unique you know compared to some of the other stories that we've heard on pep talk with a, a kind of traditional founder model this is so fantastic because this amazing and innovative business is owned by the EV and by all your people and I'm just really interested to hear how that actually works in practice like who does what and who makes decisions and who's involved day to day how that all plays out
1: I suppose it starts with the story around Kitahi, our entity. So we have a um, a nursery that um, does riparian planting for the area of Taranaki, and we were looking at this as a business and and trying to understand what next. How how can we broaden this business? Um, because you know there's opportunity there, but we wanted to grow it, and and this is part of our story is that how can we use our nursery to uh, increase the ingredients sustainability for especially for our kawakawa and our puha that we use in our products um, and grow it, grow that business model right so um, that's how that's where it all started um, in terms of a business perspective and we had a lot of testing and working out how and if we can even grow Puhab and Kawakawa, because it's wild, in um, in a commercial way. And so there was a lot of testing done around that and that's, that had be, became really successful and allowed us to ensure that we could include it in our products ongoing. Um, and the decision making, so we have, uh, we have a board of directors, we have our pai pai, which is our governance for Te Kaui or uh, which are representatives from our 12 marae. Um And then we also have our Te Kaui or Dodu office, which uh, is our Ewe office. And so we had people within that helping to, to grow this idea that has turned into this business. And um, recently, well actually just before COVID, or might have been at the beginning of COVID. Actually, uh, we recognised that you know we have this amazing opportunity with Kaitai and that we've um, now in in some supermarkets in New Zealand, and we needed to really commit to this. Was this going to be our our business, and how are we going to ensure the ongoing success of it? So, what we did is we created a working group, and so right now we have. 12 people on the working group who are all committing to what we call the kaitahi effect Um, and we could talk about that later yeah and um it's it's everybody is working on kaitahi in this team outside of their existing jobs right so the most amazing skills at the moment from this working group who are just Wanting to take Kaitahi to the next level, right, so we continue to put it to where it deserves to be and um, right now they are running the operations and day to day of the business, and our Paul Cardenoi, who are our board of directors, are making the the bigger commercial decisions around um, you know what next for kaitahi um, but the day to day is absolutely right now being just amazingly executed by our working group
0: and I can't believe you're all doing that on the side of your other you know like full-time roles and projects and families (laughs)
1: yeah but you know what it's like it's like I say it's this kaitahi effect it's like you hear about it and it's this feeling you get where you know it's it's big it's working on being the solution it's working on helping employment opportunities and developing our lands and, you know, a sense of pride in terms of like something that we are doing for ourselves that can help so many people. And it's not just a something like Kaitahi, the product that we have is using our foods and helping people to be healthy and increase their well being. So it just has this huge more than just the product if that makes sense yeah
0: definitely so much bigger than than what than just a physical thing and yeah that totally comes across and i i hadn't heard you talk about the kaitahi effect before but i so know what you mean because even just for me like finding out about you guys and reading and you know learning in order to have this chat today like i felt the kaitahi effect it was amazing
1: (laughs) you know what and it you have i just Every day, every day there is somebody else who is like, oh, here's an idea or here's some feedback or I can help, just tell me what you need. And, you know, the amount of people who we're talking to is just because somebody knows somebody and they will come at us 150% with whatever they can give to Kaitahe. It is so humbling. It's, it just goes straight to my heart really bad
0: it just shows how what a special thing you guys are creating that everyone you know is wants to give them a piece of themselves to contribute to its success is a big you know that's that's really special and very unique and do you think that this could be like would it become at some stage a model that you guys would uh, you you know like kind of not necessarily replicate yourself but kind of pass on to other people around the country that might want to do something similar? Is that part of bigger, bigger picture for you guys?
1: 100 percent. Like the bigger picture keeps growing, right? So like we've gone from just being like a little tiny piece of the puzzle to, you know, this puzzle just keeps getting bigger and the ideas keep growing and what more can we do and how can we continue to work together with other stakeholders? And I just, I mean, other Ewe and You know, we use ingredients like that's how can we partner with different people and different businesses within New Zealand to continue growing and share the learnings and just keep empowering ourselves to be the solution.
0: Exactly. And because, yeah, you guys have started this blueprint of what can what could be really life-changing for heaps of people, which is really exciting too. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit. But so you, you were only launched, I think maybe two years ago, properly launched as it is now in 2018. So that's quite young, relatively speaking, like for a business. Uh, and you've done a lot so far. But before we kind of move on, I'd love to hear about those, some more of those plans of what's next, like in terms of growth. Is it that you look to other products? or other types of innovation or maybe like you've touched on overseas like what's what's next for the team so what's next
1: gosh you'll have to stop me because I have all these ideas that keep growing in my head um, That's but exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting so um there's absolutely a few priorities that we've got we've got some um, some key partners who we're working with and you know one of the things we are very new and we're new to market and it's how do we keep growing that um, and engage and keep those relationships really strong with our um, partners so that we can increase our production capacity. You know we've got ideas about how we can use our and utilise our lands within do to continue with growing our ingredients and you know what more might that look like for us as a company. Um, Increasing the range like you said products, absolutely why not like we've we've got an opportunity we've got great ability to increase our product range. Um, What that looks like uh, we don't know yet but there's definitely opportunity there, without a doubt, especially in that that R&D space. Um, And just keep growing, like, who knows? Who knows what comes next, you know? If we could could really um, demonstrate success in New Zealand, why wouldn't we go? overseas
0: yeah I it's funny like when you get into something like this and I can tell how passionate you are about it and then your brain like you say is just like going a million miles an hour with how amazing it can be and it is like it's quite a skill for you to just be like no let's just we need to get this right do one thing at a time get it right and then move on to the next thing and next thing because it's so easy to get like really carried away and be like let's launch a new york yeah
1: (laughs) true like when we first started the working group it was like okay let's go 500 you know (laughs) steps ahead and and you're right like it is it is really like focusing and keeping the day-to-day priorities front of mind and solving the for the issues that are now to ensure that we can continue to be successful without a doubt
0: yeah yeah absolutely and a total balance because you don't want to ignore that bigger vision completely because that's so valuable and that's what's going to make it like a you know a worldwide success story but at the same time you need to balance that with just doing what you're doing now and doing that well so yeah a bit of both is definitely good not just one or the other (laughs) oh i just feel like so many things that i i could ask you about in this the business and the structure is everything is is so interesting, but I feel like we should jump back into the real world now because I want to talk a bit about, about COVID-19 and everything that's happening at the moment with you guys because I have heard some amazing things that you got up to during the lockdown. Um, but maybe first up, could you tell me like a bit about what happened when that level four kicked in here? Uh, I know you weren't here personally, but I'm sure you were very involved. Like, What was that immediate impact of COVID-19 for the business and the team?
1: That immediate impact, you know, when I think about it from an iwi perspective, it was really about ensuring that we were there, however we could be for our people and and our iwi did, and um, and other iwi across the country did amazing jobs at, at, at just ensuring that our people were okay and that you know, there were stories about people going out and picking up medicine for our kāumātua or our elders and dropping off um, food boxes to homes where people couldn't go out and ensuring that bubbles were protected. And that was our priority. Like, yes, absolutely, kaitahi is a business and, you know, we want to ensure that succeeds. But at the end of the day, we're nothing without our people.
0: I love that that's the first thing you think of. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. I'm really struggling to think about how it impacted Kwaitahi, to be honest, because that was not our priority.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, that says so much about the business and the values and everything that that's, you know, the immediate thought was on the people. Did you guys have to stop producing for a while or were you able to because you supply supermarkets? Did you keep going?
1: uh no so we're fortunate in that when we do do um our production that we have um enough we we had enough production and um product available to continue with mm. that so that wasn't a problem for us um the way that oh, we good. yeah so w- the way that we um organize our um uh, production runs is done so that we do it at mass and that we have it available then within a cold storage in wonhangaoi um and we can distribute it out to the supermarkets. So that that was oh, not a good. problem for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good.
0: So you good. didn't have to have yeah. people going out to, you know, to do production and things during that time. Everyone could kind of look after them, themselves and then their bubbles and everything. That's cool. correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so like I sort of alluded to before, uh, you guys did an amazing thing during lockdown that I want to hear all about to... To really help support wellness in your community, everything, and I won't steal the limelight from you because I'd love to hear it from you. So maybe you can tell us in your words what you guys got up to and where this idea came from and everything.
1: Uh, it's so funny how you say about um, stealing the limelight because <laughs> I just I feel like I'm stealing the limelight of all of the people that have done all of this amazing work for Kaitahu during this oh, podcast. You're speaking so, on your
0: behalf, 100 percent, hundred percent.
1: That so so we. Um, we decided that in order for us to help, like I said before, it was all about our people. And so what we did was um, we gave koha or donation um, of our frozen smoothie drops to different uh, emergency iwi hubs around the country. So um, that was about $50,000 worth of product that we were able to distribute out to we all around the country um, to help again the people to ensure that people were, you know, able to be, um, you know, fed and had some good kai there, and it was just a little thing that we could do.
0: Oh, it's not little; it's amazing. Uh, and yeah, what did you find the reaction was like? Did you hear uh, some really cool stories?
1: It was, it was so beautiful. Just, just the thanks and just the appreciation. Oh, we had so many thank you emails and videos and just people were so appreciative of us being able to give to, you know, their iwi and, and all of all of their uri or their, their people. So um, it was very, very humbling. And it was an amazing experience to to be a part of, for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Like, that's big. $50,000 of product for a, you know, re- relatively small and new business, like, I just love that you treated it as as Koha, like you weren't asking for anything in return, this was just how you guys were going to look after your people during this time and also the connection to wellness is obviously really great too, I think it, it really shows how you guys are living those values, like it's quite easy just to list off your values and put them on your website <laughs> but it's like a whole other thing to live and breathe them especially during hard times, like that is awesome, I love that and so now we're kind of waking up again a little bit over here and I'm sure it's maybe maybe it's similar in Sydney you might be able to tell us but we're getting closer to real life again and um, what does that what is that looking like now for you and for the team and and have you had to make any big changes going forward?
1: Oh we have we have so much going on at the moment it's so exciting <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm allowed to tell you our sales and marketing manager might ground me <laughs>
0: to
1: get you in trouble. <laughs> um, so we've we've really concentrated over the last few weeks on ensuring that our brand has been represented right. So, um, you know, like we were talking about before, future plans, we want Kaitahi to be for all of any potential new product ranges that we had. So it's really for us has been about how do we ensure we've got the right brand awareness for kaita'i as one and then allowing our products to be able to speak for themselves. So the work that has happened recently, we've we've upgraded our website. Um, We've had a pop-up store in Maunganui, because we're not stocked in Maunganui at the moment. Um, We've got these great opportunities um, happening in terms of increasing our store and stockist ranges. We've just got, God. I've got so much in my head right now, our Instagram and Facebook, social media has just been amazing. We've got three people in that marketing team um, just doing phenomenally about getting our brand um, more highly recognised because we know we've got a great product. It's how do we ensure that we are communicating it right for people to know who we are, like you say, around that value alignment, but also understand this amazing innovative product that we have and the benefits that it has to them. Um, so coming out of COVID for us is really exciting. We've, um, we've been able to reset the business during COVID, um, having the working group, like I was saying before, doing this outside of their roles but all working from home has meant that people can call me at 6 a.m. and it's not a problem. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it also meant that we had you know, time to really deep dive and concentrate and understand where we wanted to focus on and how we can ensure that coming out of COVID, like you say, is going to help to continue to move our business from strength to strength
0: oh it sounds exciting There's, yeah it's cool that you guys are so back into you know like all this action now it's a really cool way to be coming out of this yeah exciting times i can't wait to see what you guys get up to uh, it's very exciting <laughs> all right so we better wrap up now but before we do i would love to hear maybe if you have some advice or a tip uh something that you've learned along the way that you could share with us so we can kind of end on a bit of a high note
1: Honestly, I think it is just about being open to communicate and feedback and helping people. Like That's all it is. I think the more that people share their stories and ideas, you know, there is so much gold out there that we don't know about. And so by having things like your podcast where people can share their stories is amazing. And the amount of people that... You will find when you start communicating your story that who want to help or have feedback, or you know want to see you succeed with, and and you know being a part of that is phenomenal. So I just think keep talking, everybody. Koredolmai, koredolato, <laughs> go for it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! What a perfect way to wrap up. Thank you. I think yeah, you're right because in business and, and in life as well, sometimes there's a temptation to keep things inside because you're, you know, you're maybe nervous about putting it out there and you're nervous about what people will say or feedback they might give, but you're so right. The more that you just tell your story and put it out there, then you attract people back to you that are speaking the same language. And that's exactly from the sounds of it, what you guys are doing and, and how you've managed to create this collaborative, amazing approach that's going to lead you forward so well. So I think that ties in really well. I love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thank you. Without a doubt. I just, you know, the, the whole thing about communication and, and I get it, right? Like we absolutely, as Māori, we are so humble. We have this humility that is just inside us. And even when uh, Jacks talked to me about doing this podcast, I was like, I can't do that. I'm just one piece of the puzzle. I, I can't represent all of kaitahi. But, you know, if we don't talk and if we don't allow ourselves to empower ourselves then what you know so um, there's just there's so much amazing kōrero out there and it's just it's amazing it's gold the more you hear the more you learn the more you do better for yourself and the next generation
0: yeah, absolutely. And you have represented Kaitaki so well. I yeah, you've it, you've just made everything shine and it's you know, it's it wasn't just about you. You've really to, you've told us the full story and and all the people that are involved. So, I really appreciate you you sharing that all with us. I really you can probably tell, but I'm really just so blown away by everything you guys are doing and and yeah, genuinely can't wait to see what comes next.
1: Thank you so much
0: all right thank you thank you for joining me yeah and take care you too I can't tell you how lucky I feel to have had that chance to chat with Ara Haina today and to have a little bit of that Kaitahi effect magic rub off on me. Not only is their product pretty much like magic, but the blueprint that they're creating for iwi and job creation and using indigenous ingredients, it's a special kind of magic as well. I hope that by having a listen today, you have managed to capture a little bit of that Kaitahi effect today too and remember next time you're at countdown make sure you look out for kaitahi smoothie drops in the freezer and give them a go yourself big thanks to you for listening to pep talk today i'm so grateful to be able to share these stories with you guys and i am beyond thankful that you are all enjoying them and finding them as inspiring as i do too Don't forget to join our pep gang over on Instagram. If you haven't already at peptalknz, I will see you there. And until next time, bye.